0: This they're boring. You know, yeah. I'll say you know
1: why they're boring, bro? Let me go ahead and put... They're boring because, once again, everybody is afraid to be that guy. Nobody wants to be that guy. When you really believe and you're convicted and you're confident and you're like, no, this is what it is, man. This is what it is. You don't have to believe me, but I'm still going to tell you, this is what I think.
0: What's up, you guys? This is the Underground Church Podcast. I'm Abraham, and I'm here with my brother, James. What's going
1: on, guys?
0: And today we're going to talk about lies.
1: Lies, okay. Yeah. This will be a good topic.
0: Yeah, so James, I was just I was going through the news and this popped up. New York Times, CNN, MSNBC, a lot of these media outlets are straight up lying. It's not just twisting words anymore. In the past what they used to do is they used to just twist words or they used to try to do interviews and corner someone. Kind of like a gotcha type of thing, right? Gotcha journalism. I think that's what it's called. Right. Now, the media just lies shamelessly. It's crazy.
1: I've noticed that too. Right. Man, it's kind of funny how a lot of things coincide with where culture is moving toward these new norms that everybody has now accepted. It's Insane how fast they've been accepted as well, mm. these new cultural norms, because it's across the board. You see all kind of new cultural norms that were certainly not normal when we were growing up, not even like 15, 10 years ago sometimes, right? And one of them is this. It's like and anything goes. Your moral compass is completely relative. Everybody can have their own private moral compass society. That's kind of what we live in now, right? I've noticed, too, it's normal now because all of the other news agencies are doing it. Everybody else is doing it. So that's just a new thing. See how morals and values have slowly slipped over time in our country.
0: Oh, this is a scary topic because it started, believe it or not, this started in the 40s and the 50s. Wow. And uh, Yeah, it did. It's something called critical theory. And I've talked about this before. And just in a nutshell, with some of these scholars of history, of so many different social sciences, basically what they did was, okay, we're gonna criticize everything because everything's relative, right? This critical theory movement, I think it originates in the Frankfurt School. Hmm. And you can tell these people, hey, these are facts and this is the truth. And right away, these people have been trained through rigorous study and practice, all the way up to the PhD level, to simply, if they're faced with anything, even just straight facts, to simply criticize it. Hmm. Isn't that crazy? So to these people, everything's relative. Everything can be criticized away.
1: And there's a difference between that and just being a skeptic.
0: Absolutely, and this has been going on for 80 years. This has been going on for generations. To the point where now, like you say, it has run rampant. People just don't believe in truth anymore. And they end up just lying shamelessly. Right. right?
1: You know what? I got to throw this in, Abraham. Yeah. Is that some of our friends, as we were, each of us walking our own walk with Christ, growing up in the faith, going through different life experiences, oftentimes what would happen is, we'd be on our separate journeys and occasionally we'd cross paths again with our old friends, right? And a pattern that I saw, and I know he I know saw this too, Abraham, we talk about this sometimes, but one of the patterns I saw is that if you're not walking close with Christ, then some of my friends who are not making an active effort to do that, they would, one of them even admitted this, right? The way they conduct their lives is that words, when they say things to people around them, they said, words are just tools to get what I want, right? And he said, even if I have to BS. And so the idea is you speak. And because nobody is getting checked on this, man, because as soon as you check somebody on this, you become a dick, right? It's like, oh, look at this guy. This guy's being condescending. It's like, no, maybe you've been the condescending one this entire time. With your passive aggressive girly behavior and now when somebody finally calls you out on it and says look man you need to start acting like an adult like a man when somebody finally calls you out on that you know now that person is the dick right everything is upside down <laughs> so what you know we know this because we have friends all over the place right so one of the guys not going to call out his name right not going to call out his name but uh, Abraham and I know this individual and he said this. We kind of cornered him at one point because he is our friend ever since we were kids, right? And he was totally BSing us, man. He was lying about something crazy. And we cornered him and we were like, dude, come on, man, you got to see that you're like chronically lying all the time. And he finally just admitted it. He was like, you know what? That's just kind of how I feel the society is that we live in now. Like people just use words to get what they want. If I need to BS or if I need to lie, then that's what I'm going to do. And people do that for... All sorts of reasons to get what they want in a group. They'll try to appeal to people in the group so they can get the respect of the larger number and hide in the numbers of, the, you know, just kind of like drift back and blend into the numbers of that group. So they feel this sense of security in the group. Mm-hmm. You know, what's funny is God is oftentimes against that. If you read your Bible, God oftentimes comes in and just demolish it, <laughs> just breaks apart those right types because that's where a lot of human sin and wickedness comes from. Yeah, Proverbs here, right, too. And and real quick, I'll just reference Psalm 1.
0: Let's pull it up. Yeah, The
1: first Psalm. Yep. (laughs) Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff, which the wind driveth away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. So, we see something very interesting here, man. And... We don't have to pull up this other verse, but there's another verse that talks about how we dare not make ourselves one of the number, right? This is in the New Testament. I believe it was Paul talking, but he said, we dare not make ourselves one of the number because people do this a lot, right? They get together and now it becomes easy for everybody to just bounce back and forth and just encourage each other in this sinful behavior because nobody is checking each other. Now the one person who comes in there and calls stuff out, well, that guy is being condescending, right? like, no, he's just calling out what you guys have been getting away with for so long. See, and they they don't like it because they've been getting away with it for so long. And that's one of the greatest narcissistic defenses is that anybody who calls you out on that, anybody who tries to stand up for the lesser number who might be doing the right thing, right? Anybody who tries to do that, well, they're being condescending. Now they're being the judgmental ones. It's like, that's how you defend your ability to keep sinning. Exacting your wicked behavior as a group upon the world, right? So, just had to point that out. But yeah, let's go to that Proverbs first, man.
0: Yeah, here we go. This is what the Bible says: These six things dot the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him: a proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that deviseth wicked imaginations feet that be swift in running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among brethren.
1: And you know what? The first thing is a proud look. Let's talk about that because I do believe that pride and what people think is a proud look or somebody being condescending or what they perceive as pompous or arrogant, the definition of that has changed and been flipped upside down in our society, okay? Being proud is not equated to having confidence, standing firmly upon your convictions and obeying the Bible when the Bible says when wicked men are doing things like chronically lying that we should rebuke them sharply, right? Sure, I believe that there is wisdom in practicing patience first. You shouldn't just come in and start rebuking people out of the blue. That's a problem, right? But we got to realize though that Once you do exercise enough patience, you provide your perspective, you try to explain things to them. If they ignore everything that you say and they continue to try and justify their wicked behavior, now it depends, right? Sometimes you can walk away, but other times maybe God will have you stand there and fight. And when you do that... One of the favorites in our day and age is for people to turn right back at you and say, oh, well, you're being proud. Why are you trying to call me out being condescending, Mm. right? Being arrogant. You're being a know-it-all. It's like, bro, man, (laughs) what does the Bible say? On all of these issues, there is an answer in the Bible, right? That's on you. If somebody else is standing for that verse and obeying what Scripture says, don't try to turn on them and be like, oh, look at this guy. This guy must be proud. No, you know what? Let's real. Let me just explain what real pride looks like, right? Real pride is often found in the exact opposite. It's often combined with this stubborn appearance. Oftentimes, they'll be like really cold shouldered. A lot of the proud people that I've met in my life are like the least successful people. They're not hard workers, right? And these guys, just basically play victim all the time. Like everybody is out to dominate them. Everybody is condescending to them who disagrees with them. So they themselves can't see it, but being around those kinds of people, because I, you know, in real life, outside of the internet, I'm a pretty sociable person. I've come to meet all kinds of people in different cultures and you see these things, right? And so oftentimes these kinds of people they're, they don't see that they're like this, but it's very difficult to be around them and to get along with them because if you don't agree or tolerate everything that they believe and if you are not careful to walk on eggshells to never offend them because the moment you do, you become that condescending, domineering, alpha male, whatever you want to just exaggerate everything to, right? But really what it is is that you don't want to be corrected on anything. And it's crazy because, you know, the, the groups that I've hung out with in different cultures that I've gotten along with the best are the most humble people are often the people who are actually able to vocalize their opinions without fear of walking on eggshells. That's true. And we can all have different opinions. And guess what? We can all be very confident and convicted about those opinions as well. And just because somebody is extremely convicted about something and says it definitively out in the open. Does not mean that everybody looks at that person and goes, Oh, that person, he's arrogant. He thinks he knows everything. It's like, no, we all think that we know something. Get out of town before sundown, man. We all think that we know something. Right. And how do we continue to learn more? Is you got to let other people share different opinions. And sometimes it's going to check you, sometimes it's going to bruise your ego. Right. And you need to allow that to happen. This is uh, something I I know this because you know why this comes from real life experiences does not come from my theories or my opinions. This comes from a lot of diverse real life experience dealing with different cultures and different kinds of people, man, in leadership and out of leadership. I've seen these things and I can tell you that many, especially lefty cultures, maybe people who hide online, keyboard warriors. Right. Many of these guys, because they failed in real life, face-to-face social interactions, now they want to adopt this new social media lefty culture where we police everybody online. Right? It's funny, you know, I always talk about balance, but the cultures like the the lefty kind of oftentimes, some of these areas, not all of them, but some of the areas I'm talking about that I visited are a little wealthier. They're more spoiled and pampered and thin-skinned not saying every aspect of those cultures is bad but hey man we're just yeah. going to call out we can keep it real right yeah. so that's what i've noticed right a lot of these guys it's like they've never been in a fist fight in their entire lives yeah. right and it's almost like one of them just needs to get socked in the face no i mean I absolutely i'm not encouraging agree. look i'm not encouraging that okay because especially as adults it's kind of like it's too late right <laughs> it's too late man right like because no other adult is going to sock you in the face in real life right But it's a shame that it didn't happen to a lot of these guys when they were younger, right? So they act like these passive-aggressive secret king douchebags. I'm keeping it real here, bro, okay? This is all over the place. This is a real problem. And then they're the ones who are dictating the social norms for society. And they use these silly, these ridiculous arguments of like, oh, look at this guy over here. He got slightly heated and now he can't control himself, right? And it's just like, yeah, you know what? These men need to practice getting in tune with their own masculine core every once in a while and being able to actually stand there and voice a different opinion and be able to hear opinions that are different from those around them, right? And the simple solution to thinking like, well, what do you mean? You'll just become like two apes throwing fists at each other. The simple solution to that is you got to learn how to separate your ideas and how you consider other people's ideas from your ego, right? Because it's, you see it all the time, man. It becomes this thing where one person starts attacking the other person's character, right? Versus just talking about the content. And you know what's funny? I can give an example. Recently, I was in like one of these forums somewhere, right? And uh, I was providing content. There was originally, it always starts off with somebody providing a perspective, a doctrinal perspective but what ends up happening is i realize posts and posts went by and finally i realized that many of the guys coming in there were not even reading my content they were not even reading my posts but then they were just attacking like for example there was a dead pastor that some of these guys were attacking right they're attacking this dead pastor and what the crazy thing is Some of them don't even know his doctrinal positions, but they're just attacking him because they heard his reputation through the grapevine. And now they feel entitled as a keyboard warrior, hiding behind the safety of their little keyboard with their hoodie in their room or something. And they want to go into this forum and, Oh, I heard about that guy. What are we doing now? What are we doing? Oh, we're attacking, we're attacking that guy. So they all just gang up and, you know, I'm in there and I'm, I'm not somebody who fully agrees with everything that this, pastor who has passed away taught i don't agree with everything he taught right but i'm certainly going to defend some of his positions because some of them were certainly right and i think overall he was a solid pastor and satan threw a lot at him because he was a special kind of man of god and so i was defending some of his positions i wasn't defending his character you know anything i was defending some of his positions and what did they do they immediately just said oh you're in his camp you must be one of them right us versus them me versus everybody me versus the world mentality it's like a childish mentality right so i'm in there and i realize as time goes by that these guys are not listening they're not reading the content right so they're constantly attacking my character and so what does that do that eventually reveals their character because some of these guys, they never get checked. We, I believe we live in a society now where we need more men to stand up and start checking other men. That's Put right. them in their place. It's not going to kill you, and it's not going to kill them. All right? You can do one or the other. You can walk away. But, hey, you know, like I say, sometimes God will have to have certain people stand their ground. That's right. And I do believe it's because men have not been calling this out in our society. It's enabled it. Because you enable that behavior. What is the saying, right? Evil only prevails because good men do nothing. Good Mm -hmm. people do nothing. They just sit there and enable it. Because these bad behaviors are going on, nobody calls it out, and what does that do? That gives those people with bad behaviors confidence. They're like, oh, it worked this time. It worked this time, guys. Let's do it every single time. Now somebody like me comes around, and I call them out, and they're like, okay, guys, this has always worked. Ready, ready, let's all say it. Hey, you, you're a condescending pompous dick. You right. <laughs> and um, hey, we're keeping it real here, man. It's the UGC podcast. All right, we're not going to keep it all polished on the outside appearance, but then inside like dead man's bones. Nope. That's not how we're doing it. Jesus Christ called the Pharisees out and he said that they were vipers, a brood of vipers full of dead man's bones, even though they had this beautiful outward appearance like whitewashed tombs. Right. That was Jesus Christ that we worship. And he was whipping people out of his temple. So situational context. I believe we live in a culture today where this has been completely absent. You know, if you're listening to my voice and you're like, ah, you're getting offended or you're like, who is this guy? Nobody in our culture today talks like this. Guess what? People used to talk like this all the time in the United States of America. I grew up here, I know this, right? But because it's been absent for so long, these secret king, super beta male kids in men bodies, right? They've taken over everything with the spirit of Ahab stand your ground and call them out because you know why this is necessary because we've drifted out of balance. This is so absent in our culture today. We need to see this more because it's gone.
0: That's a great point. And I think that there are going to be as many people that maybe they've sensed something like this, but they, they couldn't put it into words. I bet you there are people that are wholeheartedly agreeing with us right now. And to many of you guys that know this, Why in the world are you listening to these media outlets that are full of these people? New York Times, CNN, Huffington Post, blatantly lying. They're putting words in another person's mouth. Why are you listening to these people, believing in these people? They're devising wicked imaginations every day. Automatically, they're generating these lies. They're being false witnesses, and they're sowing discord among people like you. Look into this. Look into yourself. Look into your sources, because this is a really big deal. Check this out. Check out what the Bible says about people who listen to lies. A wicked doer giveth heed to false lips, and a liar giveth ear to a naughty tongue.
1: That's another thing that they'll probably take out of context. For example, if somebody in that group, Uh if somebody in that group is being a liar, a deceiver, and you're trying to be patient, you try to provide the idea, the content, they ignored it, they want to keep playing that game. Once again, it can get to a point where if you don't want to deal with that person, you just simply walk away. Hmm. But if you got to keep dealing with that person, at some point, you're going to have to stand up to them. At some point. So you might call them out. And this is something they might say about you. Oh, you know, naughty tongue. You call me names, right? That's like a kindergarten. You're calling me a liar and a deceiver or whatever else. Maybe they're being a jerk and you're calling them out for it, right? Now they'll try to put it back on you. You're the one with the naughty tongue. It's like, no, you know what the Bible says? It says corrupt communication corrupts good manners. Mm. It's what does say, liars, right? Deceivers, okay? You don't lie and deceive by being openly honest about something oftentimes, Right. How you do it is you're more slick, right? The serpent was more subtle than any beast in the field. Mm-hmm. So passive aggressive behavior, you think that's being tactful, socially tactful, not all the time. Okay. A lot of guys take refuge in that passive aggressive stuff, man. They use it to control the people around them. That is wicked. That's a real naughty tongue because what does it say right there? And a liar giveth ear to a naughty tongue. Liars, birds of a feather flock together. Liars will like to hear from other liars, right? Makes them feel good. Makes them feel like they belong. So you know what I'm saying? It's like they'll get in this group and they'll listen to that naughty tongue. So that's what a naughty tongue really is, guys. See, we have to, it's crazy, Abraham. They're redefining the definition of words. So we have to like, it's like we have to take the original terms of things and we have to remind people, hey, this is what this word actually means. Because you know why? Our society has given everything a new meaning. In order to shame everybody hold them back from the truth and enable wicked behavior to continue
0: go ahead so basically why are you listening to these people because even beyond that this is saying that those of you who even unknowingly are giving heed to these false lips a wicked doer if you're giving heat to false lips then what's going to come out of your lips lies falsities And you're going to give people false information. You're going to react on these false things leading to this chain reaction. Like what we talked about. They're paying so much attention to what what does the group say? What what does this say? How are people going to feel? And all that kind of stuff. And they're not paying attention to what's going in their ears. All they know are how to weave together these lies and these false witnesses. I say, wake up. And here's what God says about false witnesses, a false witness shall not be unpunished and he that speaketh lies shall perish. Before that, he that getteth wisdom loveth his own soul. He that keepeth understanding shall find good. And guess what? Another thing the Bible says, also take no heed unto all words that are spoken. See, so many people, if the words sound good, if they sound honeyed, if you're part of the group and you want to be so safe being part of the groupthink, being part of the consensus these people are just going to take heed unto all of these words that are being spoken and here solomon warns us take no heed unto all words that are spoken why are you blindly trusting everything you're listening to because i think this is so important that people are listening to these con artists these peddlers these Fiction writers posing as authorities. That's right, man. Yeah. And you know what? It's amazing to consider different perspectives. It's crazy. It's like a breath of fresh air if you've been in these cesspits of groupthink and tolerance and just being so sappy. That's that's my point. Yeah.
1: And you know what? It's not like this is every group out there. No. Myself as well as Abraham, we have groups of friends all over the place. But I will say that the reason why we're calling this out is because groups of real people are getting fewer and fewer in the first world now because the first world has turned on God's word. And they don't take things like this seriously. What did that verse say about what happens to a liar? He gets punished, right? Mm. What was it?
0: False witness shall not be unpunished, and he that speaketh lies shall perish. Boom.
1: Yeah, right there. And it's like, you know, people don't believe that that's going to happen to them because they're operating by the wisdom of the world. How do I get social credit points in the the group, guys? And you know what's funny? It's like anytime a person is in a group, that usually gives them, because humans are social creatures. We are group-oriented creatures to a certain level, even introverts, right? So when you're in a group, You feel a lot of confidence that comes from being accepted by other people, Mm. right? And so until you have really grown up and learned that or been put, God has had to put you through something where you didn't get along with every group, right? There might have been a group where you had to be the one that everybody didn't really respect or they didn't understand you. Until you have experienced something like that, then you won't really fully understand because you got to realize that every group is different, right? And not all groups are are good. The methods by which that group encourages behavior among one another is not always good. So they can be vastly different from one another too. You know, I've experienced all kinds of different groups, man, they can be vastly different from one another. And it's funny, man, the groups that have the most problems, even in the, especially in the Christian communities, right? It's like they don't take verses like that seriously they forget about them a false witness shall not be unpunished and he that speaketh lies shall perish that's pretty serious so if you're a false witness a talebearer, it says right there you're not going to go unpunished and it says that if you're speaking lies you're going to perish that's even that sounds even worse you're going to perish in some way shape or form right and so it's funny it's kind of like dude you know, it's it's crazy because people look around at the world, Christians, they'll forget about the Bible, they'll forget that God has a chastening hand in their life. Because the New Testament talks about that too. God chastens you. I absolutely have seen this happen over and over again. A false witness shall not be unpunished. Mm. Seen God seen God chasten Christians. And he that speaketh lies shall perish. Seen seen this happen in Christians' lives, right? And, uh, once again, a lot of Christians, they kind of just look at the world, man. And they're just like, yo, how's the world doing it right now? Oh, this is how I'm going to get married in this group. Everybody else is doing it. Oh, we're all lying all the time. Now we're all talking behind people's backs. Cause that's, what's cool. That's how you get in the in crowd, right? They're, you know, they're all talking about one person in this group right? and, and spying on that person, watching everything they do and talking about them. And <laughs> it's like, yo, that's, that's, uh, that's crazy. <laughs> so It's like, and, you know, yet these same people are antisocial in real life. you try to like grab lunch with them or meet up with, the, you know, with the group and it's like they can't be direct and open about anything. They don't know how to just be themselves because they police each other. It's a crazy leftist culture that is taking over more and more of the first world, guys. I mean, thankfully frankly, not like this,
0: but yeah. Quite frankly, they're boring. Most. That's the- what it is, bro. Yeah. bro you just, you, right there. The, the most interesting people that I've ever met in my entire life disagree with me happily. And I learn from them. And they learn from me because we disagree with each other, which sparks a discussion. And we listen because we're able to listen to other people's either criticisms or disagreements and all right. this kind of stuff. And you know what? It's crazy, I know. Disagreement can lead to growth.
1: <laughs> right, right.
0: You know, I mean, it's impossible.
1: On. You're never going to have a group of friends where you agree with everything that they're saying.
0: Yeah, it's impossible. Possible. And the I mean, people that so, do, I mean, they're, they're boring. You know, yeah. I'll say you know it,
1: they're why cool. they're boring, bro. Let me go ahead and put they're boring because once again, they they're everybody is afraid to be that guy. Nobody yeah. wants to be that guy who when you are in, in a disagreement that you just come across too strong. Nobody wants to be that guy. It's like when you really believe and you're convicted and you're confident about a you know, position that you're taking a stand on. And you're like, no, this is what it is, man. This is what it is. You don't have to believe me, but I'm still going to tell you, this is what I think, right? Nobody wants to be that guy because it's so easy for everybody to police that guy and shame that guy. Toxic masculinity. Oh, look at this guy. He's being condescending. It's crazy. So it's like, you know why? Because here, let me explain something. It's not condescending if everybody in that group has the freedom to do that when necessary. If everybody has equal freedom to be able to stand for their convictions, for what they believe in even if it disagrees with other people in the group this is like america 101 <laughs> if everybody has the freedom to do that then nobody is being condescending because everybody's just being themselves right this is freedom freedom of speech right and it's also this is by the way this is real tolerance and this is how you really learn things this is why i say it all the time i've experienced you know different kinds of groups Different work cultures over my life, right? I've seen which ones are effective and efficient, and which ones have the healthiest people in that group who are happy because they're able to be themselves, Hmm. right? And uh, by the way, when I say be yourself, I'm not talking about like, oh, you just be happy in your old sin nature. And no, actually, I'm doing the opposite, right? Because I do believe that that passive aggressive fake behavior is anti biblical. If you read the Bible, right? You put up an appearance and then behind the seat. Now you're passive aggressive because you got policed that you can't ever be open about your opinions. So it bottles inward. And now you got to find another way to try and like exert your bottled up frustrations, but you can never be direct because why? Because now you're being a dick. But you know, what's funny is like, you're still being a jerk. You're just doing it in a backstabby side stabby kind of a way, which is now you become something even worse. You see how that works. This is why the Bible is so important to have balance and to understand that different different methods of behavior apply to different situations. Look at God's character. Today, people that these people are claiming to worship God, they would think that a lot of things God does in the Bible is extreme because sometimes God has to pour out wrath. Sometimes God is so loving and kind that you're like, that's amazing that he would go that far out of his way to be that loving and kind. So people today who police each other in this lefty culture would view that as this extreme, like almost like this bipolar God. A lot of them claim to worship him, right? God is applying a perfectly just accurate method that applies to a different specific situation, right? Sometimes you get in certain groups and you're just like, this is crazy. Like, you could you could feel it in the atmosphere. It's like the spirit of Ahab or Jezebel. And it's like, it's so tense. Everybody's walking on eggshells. Right? can't, can't, oh. If I, if I say something the wrong way, somebody in the group might be offended. Right? We need a safe space, guys. So, you say one thing the wrong way that offends one person, that person throws a temper tantrum because their skin is so, so thin, right? And, uh, now, they, the way that they communicate is all under the radar. It's all, bro, it's craziness, You know man. why? In those situations, once you're patient enough and you try enough with those people, like I said, you got to either walk away or if God moves you and you see God, God's purpose in it where you can stand there and it could benefit those people, hmm. then it's going to have to eventually get to a point in our day and age where sometimes you're just going to have to openly rebuke people. It's going to have to be like calling them out because nobody else is doing it. And you might have to be the first one to just be like, yo, man, what are you doing? Call out that nonsense. Call out that elephant in the room. That's not being condescending. That is applying an accurate method to a specific situation, much like God had to do in different situations in the Bible. It's not being extreme, right? It's being accurate to the situation, which is much needed in our day and age. So,
0: yeah. I mean, it's actually being edifying. Let's call out another twisted definition because people think now edifying means oh this guy's so nice he brought cookies to wednesday bible study he's so his actions are so edifying actual edification is something that builds up and sometimes to build up you have to tear things down because a lot of people they're built up on a bed of lies see that's why a lot of people When you call them out, these people, if you call them out immediately, they're going to start name calling or immediately they're going to bring in their homies and have them group up on you. There are two or three homeboys that now they think that represents like a thousand people. It's because they've built themselves up on a foundation of lies. So if they allow you to knock down just one lie and call it out, that means that that ends up, it's like a cascading domino effect. Because that means they have to own up to the hundreds and hundreds, maybe even thousands of lies that they built up throughout the past years. And that's difficult. That's why I don't necessarily hate these people. Because, my goodness, imagine that moment when that happens. When they realize maybe something happened and they were forced to own up to all the lies that they've spoken throughout their entire lives. All the lies that they chose to believe for themselves. Imagine the world of pain and hurt that deservedly, I'm not saying it's not deserved, but imagine the pain that deservedly is gonna fall upon these people. The punishment and the perishing, it's not necessarily, oh, this guy's just gonna get hit by lightning. Imagine these people that have built up this precarious position, doing this careful stacking up of lies to make their image look so much better than it is or to protect themselves in this group to the point where if you call them on one little thing boom ad hominem they'll start calling you names right and gosh at a certain level and i'm fed up. you know i think these people are boring i don't learn anything from these people and all that but on top of that as well i feel a sense of sadness for these people because they are living lies. And if you are, pray to God and bring it up to God, because God is going to help you deal with that. But if you don't, right, man. you know this is what's going to happen. And eventually, things are going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And my goodness, you're not going to be able to hide those lies anymore. And your group's not going to be able to protect you. Your image is not going to be able to protect you. Even God won't protect you, because it says right here, it won't go unpunished but God can help you, right? So right, this edifying, most people, they think it's their cookies and their potlucks and stuff. Oh, you encouraged me in a time of need. That's not always edifying. Actually, in it's most cases- It's not edifying at all. It's not edifying I think that at all.
1: a reward. Those kind of, let's go have a potluck, a picnic, and thank you for bringing your dish that was so loving and edifying. Look, that's great. But oftentimes, those kind of events can be viewed as like a reward, for most i mean the christians that we know god is putting us through growth all the time we're having different experiences making different friends with different people all over the place helping people and um when you're in that growth process the majority of the time uh it doesn't that's edifying and that does not look like the potlucks or the typical i guess church fun gatherings uh those are more of like that's like a refreshing time of reward. That's not edifying. Edifying is something that is tough. <laughs> that's kind of how I view it. But yeah, go ahead, Abraham.
0: Yeah, because building takes work. Like you said, James, the reward comes after, and now people are calling the reward the actual process of building. And because of that, there's no building going on in the first place. And you know what? There, there's Also, there's this there's this perception of Christians being boring. You know, they they like wear their suits to church and they do, gosh darn, you know, they're these, you know, clean, squeaky clean people, you know, who, who perpetuate this church culture. And you know what? Some of the strongest Christians that I've met are also some of the most interesting people that I've met because God has put them through so much and they've learned so much and they've experienced so much hardship, growth, and also victories, yeah, victories, that God has shaped them to be some of the most interesting, intelligent in their presence. It's, hey, I respect that guy. You know, people that actually command respect in a lot of ways. And in contrast, the potluck Christians, the squeaky clean Christians, they're some of the most boring, uncreative people I've ever met I've ever met, and i've I've lost my patience for them, so typically I think I'm a lot less compassionate than you, James, because typically I just walk away and yeah you know, maybe maybe uh, I should change you
1: know, I think that um no, I think thats I don't view it as myself being compassionate hmm. when I reach out to some of these people. I view it as be doing God's duty hmm. because i I feel more of a conviction that this is something that needs to be said. That's how I view it, because nobody else is saying these types of things. Yeah. Right. So sometimes you just got to be that only one, and man, it can drift so far when nobody says it.
0: Mm. Right. That's a good point. And what's
1: funny, um, the reason I have such a conviction, you could see it clear as day, is the groups that. Or the people who, who maybe they're coming from only one or two social bubbles, right? And they think that that's how everybody in the world is. They think that's so normal. Like, oh, everybody is like this. This is what we all believe. You're behaving differently. And uh, you could see it immediately right off the bat. You're like, oh, this person maybe was only in one or two social bubbles throughout their life. Or they didn't really spend enough time in another social bubble if they visited it. When you learn these things, you learn that like, no, actually, people are very different groups are very different and ideologies matter right how different groups uh maybe in an unhealthy way we'll say police each other right that matters (laughs) right that matters and by the way abraham didn't you say something at one point in time about how you believe that men it's it's a little different from women whereas you believe that men have to actually indoctrinate other men into manhood and this goes back to like the tribal days or something,
0: right? I think it's a very clear pattern. Man, if someone comes to me and goes, hey, Abraham, you know, I don't know how to deal with conflict. Could you show me? Boom, I will move mountains for you, man, because this guy is willing. But put me in a group of these boring people doing their same, boring, patting each other on the back. You know what?
1: right it's like they already know everything too so you can't share a different perspective you can't bring something new and what's funny is they're the ones who accuse you of being that way when it's like you could see clear as they are like oh i'm sharing something right now that these people don't know right so it's like you're sharing this piece of information and they're like well why are you coming in here being condescending it's like you're acting like you already know everything that's why you can't be open-minded that when somebody shares a different perspective you come at that with a humble attitude No, no, you have to paint the other person like they're being arrogant because they're being definitive and confident with this opinion that you disagree with. Right? Because why? Because they're really the arrogant ones. They're really the ones. This is why I say it all the time, man. You know, the real arrogant people in this world are most of the time are the people who know the least. The people who are crabs in a barrel. And they don't really work hard or get ahead because You know, they know the least. They have not humbled themselves because in order to get ahead, you have to learn all kinds of skill sets, intangible skill sets, social skill sets, you know, the skill sets of your job. And maybe you have to work multiple jobs, pick up multiple skill sets, people who are good at a lot of things, you know, in the end, you might see them towards the end of them achieving all of these skill sets or this level and you might say like wow that person looks really arrogant it's like no that person's probably one of the most humble people because you got to be humble to get there to know all that stuff and to get all those skill sets you had to humble yourself and get many teachers right and really just listen and humble and in in that mindset you got to be like i don't know everything right now like wow this person knows more than me right and eventually eventually what happens is now you know a little bit more than your average person and you can tell. Now, it's almost like it's a rite. I'm telling you, it's like a rite of passage. Right. because When you're there, you can look at different groups and different kinds of people and you can tell. You can say, oh, see these people, they're like, they, they're never gonna learn something new. <laughs> Let's just keep it real. They're never gonna learn something. new."
0: I've had so many times where people have come up to me and asked me for my take on stuff and then we would talk and would be like, hey, this is what the Bible says about X, Y, and Z and more often than not what ends up happening is this guy runs to his group and tells this group what i said to either validate it or get it rejected and so i follow up hey you know what did you think about what i said and lo and behold suddenly this person is spewing whatever this other person was talking about and he had not thought about it reflected on it read the bible and explored what god has to say about certain issues so guess what zero growth happened because these particular individuals i would say they're more weak and afraid than arrogant because they had to go and run away to the group instead of thinking for themselves or struggling with the truth with god struggling with god and with the word instead of doing that he ran away to his homies and asked them for their take and boom The group thing happened. He feels better now because he's not feeling challenged anymore. And he comes back, nothing changed.
1: With that said, hopefully we'll have a lot more wisdom to drop on the UGC podcast. I'm James, and we got my brother Abraham on the mic as well.
0: And we'll see you guys next time. Peace out.